0: Hello everyone, this is Lorenzo Macario back with another episode of Stepmom Diaries. I know it's been a very, very long time since the last time I recorded. I'm really sorry for that. But hey, I had to take my time so I could come up with new material and everything because I was telling you everything that was happening in my life like right away. So um, I hope you guys had really, really good time, uh, you know, with your holidays and that you could make the most of it with this COVID thing still hitting us. Um, I hope that you had the chance to say, you know, happy, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to your relatives and to the ones you love at a safe distance, of course. So on that note, I just want to remind you that even though we're going through hardship, Uh, We're all here together and I hope that you guys can enjoy this new episode and um, yeah, just remember to keep your safe distance and take care of all of us around us. So, here we go. (laughs) Let's start. Last episode, my question for you guys was, uh, for you all of uh, of your step-parents was, How has your experience been, you know, like dealing with toxic biological parents and their relationship and everything? Um, I know I promised I was going to bring a special guest, but it's just, you know, like this whole COVID thing and everything has been a little bit crazy. She's a psychologist, so she has a lot of uh, patients needing her help and attention right now. Uh, But don't worry, I will for sure get to this point, get back to this point with her, with her professional uh, point of view. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you guys are, stinkil- are, are still thinking of that, which I hope you do when you posted your answers and questions on the fan page on Facebook. Remember, it's Lorenza Macario, and just find me like that Lorenza with a Z, Macario with a K. So, I'm gonna tell you why I always talking about this toxic relationship, you know, between biological parents and, um, and us. That parents and the thing is that after I met George the European, is I was telling you, like I I was I was dazzled. I was you know taken away. I was blown away by everything I had met about him and I had known about him and and you know I felt like the world disappeared at some point. And as I as I said um, on the previous episode, I thought that he really had a really good uh, relationship with her, with his ex, because that's what he said. And as I said, you know, yeah, happily I'll take it, because we're all grown-ups, we're going to have a civilized relationship, and everything is going to be okay. So I was, you know, with this idea, and I was, like, very confident, and I was, like, very happy to do everything we had planned in in life in, in a few weeks <laughs> or so and um, soon after um, we started having you know like a little bit of discrepancies and there were a bit of um, weird behaviors on him and stuff like that but at the same time i was still being trustful you know we all have a history we all have our reasons to act change a little bit and um, so i decided to give him the benefit of the doubt And I did, I did for a very long time. (laughs) I have to say, now that I think about it, it it was a very long time, uh, you know, given that benefit of the doubt. And with this, I'm not saying he's a bad guy or anything like that. I'm just saying that, you know, it was just too long. Um, What it took for me to find out about many, many, many things. So, the first thing that I figured out is that there was some trouble. You know, there was something going on because he was acting like sketchy, hiding things, you know, like not uh, taking any phone calls in front of me or anything like that. I realized that his phone would always be, um, would always be like on airplane mode or do not disturb mode and at the beginning I was like, "Ah, that's cute, that's so nice because, you know, he's respecting the time that we're spending together and, um, you know, he'd been traveling back and forth, back and forth to California. That's where his, uh, that's where my stepdaughter used to live before we, before we moved over there. And then um, I was like, hey, just let me say hi to her something like that. I was not too pushy on it because I knew it was very, I was at the at the very beginning, you know. But at the same time, I was already finding things that were not quite good for my personality. Like, for example, he would only want us to be together, like never hanging out with my friends or me not going out with my friends anymore. I mean, some of them were very toxic, I take it. But at the same time, you know, I was like, hey, you know, just chill, maybe a beer or two. I'll not have the bottle or two, but just (laughs) a few drinks would be fine. So anyways, all of these things started to happen. And um there was a point where I was like, hey, this is not this is not good anymore, you know, like it's it's dragging us down, it's just making me feel like I cannot trust you and I don't like that kind of relationship. So why don't we just talk about it? What's going on? And the first red flag that I got is one day we were talking about marriage and we were talking about, you know, uh, if he was gonna get a house, um, down in mexico or if he was gonna go back to the states and what was gonna happen to us and everything so he said like oh just give me just give me some time to figure that out and i was like mm, okay yeah i can understand uh you want to figure this out you know when it comes to your your daughter and everything but at least he could tell me what's going on so he wouldn't say anything and then one day we were in office, and um, we got this constitutive act, which is a legal paper that uh, states that your company is legal and everything, and then it comes with all the names of the um, of the investors. And I mean, I know you know what I'm talking about, but it also contains your personal information, such as civil status, and that's the one thing I was interested in. You know, because he started telling me, like, I was the co-owner of the company and everything. And, yeah, indeed, I was making the money as of of a co-owner of the company. And I was also working hard for it. (laughs) Yes. Those both ways you thought about. That's how I was working hard for it. (laughs) Anyway, we were in office. And then um, I wanted to go out with my friends. So I decided that I was going to have that night out only with girls. And... One of my ex roommates' mom, uh, she was the lawyer of a company. So I was just telling them, like, hey, you know what? Uh, This guy is acting kind of weird. There are so many things that I just don't understand. And I just want to know what's going on. You know, like, he wouldn't tell me anything. And I'm getting a little fed up with it. So we were having beers, my friends, uh, my lawyer, uh, my ex roommate, and myself, right? So it was just the three of us, and we were listening to music and drinking. And at some point, my lawyer, she's like, hey, um, I gotta tell you something because I have the constitutive Act and his civil status as married. Yeah. Married. So for a minute there, I thought of, you know, trashing the fucking house and just like, Um, You know, calling him immediately and just going to the place and stuff like that. But then my lawyer said, like, hey, no, don't do this. You know, because he's going to get really angry. You know, he can come back at me with something and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, 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 you know, you're right. I'm just going to calm down. And I'm sure that there is a reason for this. So I'll just ask him and see what he has to say about this. But at the same time, (laughs) my roommate show me, uh, my roommate, by the way, she's like a detective, if you tell her the name, uh, somebody's name and just dies she can find that person in like a matter of minutes and then tell you everything about their life, so yeah, she's like, she should have worked at the with the FBI or something like that, or like a secret spy, but anyway... She then shows me this Facebook, uh, you know, screenshot where it shows his status as in a relationship with his ex thing that he had very, very cleverly, uh, cleverly uh, blocked me from because I couldn't see that. I mean, I had access to see his Facebook, but I couldn't see that he was in a relationship, but my friend could. So, yeah, just. That one night, I found out that he was still married, and he was in a relationship with his ex, and yet, I went home to face him, to talk to him and try to figure out the reason behind it, you know, I was still with my mindset of like, hey, there is something that you can explain, I'm sure we can figure it out, so that's what I did, I took a cab, I went back home, and then we had the conversation. I will tell you more in the next segment of this episode. Um, it's crazy, I know, and I'm sure that most of us have been in that place. So let's just take a quick break so I can catch my breath and tell you everything that happened that night. We'll be right back with and Macario and on Diaries. Hey guys welcome back to stepmom diaries and uh thank you for staying here thank you for uh keep listening to to this podcast which i have to be honest it works a lot as uh you know it's a catharsis so thank you thank you very much for your support <laughs> yeah this, is, this has been really really therapeutic so i found out he was married and he was still in a relationship with his ex I decided to go home. I decided to, you know, just take it, be, be, be calm, you know, to not bring any unnecessary drama or anything like that, which was very necessary back then. But I made the choice to just be this cool, collected woman. So, I took a cab and, uh, and I was talking talking to my dad and he told me, like, hey, you know what, it's, it's a very is a thing to do, just, you know, talk to him, face him, confront him, and, you know, if he's not going to get divorced or anything like that, then just, you know, move on, because it's not fair for any of you guys, and that's it, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right, you know, I think, and many people were telling me, like, hey, why don't I just go and stay there and don't say anything to him, but then just, you know, make use of his money and just uh, settle yourself and stuff like that, and I was like, no, I'm not that kind of person, you know i don't want i don't want to have this kind of karma in my life but um now that i think about it <laughs> no i still i still would have would have done what i did that night which is the following i got to the building and i honestly had to stop for a few minutes to have a secret and you know just to think about what i was going to do instead of unleashing my demons of him because it was a very shocking thing to figure out you know I'm there trusting him believing every single word he's saying and uh, to find out through other people what he is really into it was very it was very it was very um painful at the moment that was the first time that I felt um betrayed by him and I'm not saying I'm a saint right I'm not saying I, I haven't done anything wrong in the relationship or anything. You know, it was the first punch, and he 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 was the one who, who, threw, the pon- who threw the punch first. So I had my cigarette. I remember I was uh, at the mall, and I was just you know standing there thinking, thinking about what to do, what to say, how to best handle the situation. What well, were gonna be the best words to use, and to not make him feel like. Um, attacked or anything like that, you know, the last thing I wanted was for him to shut down and not tell me anything, because whether we like it or not, I think I was, I mean, at that moment, I was, you know, I was in love, I was, I was interested in getting to know him better, and I really liked what we had, so I was going to look for anything to solve things with, so I finished my cigarette, and then I started walking towards the house, upstairs and when I got home I I figured out a way of telling him that it was me who had read the constitutive Act and that I was not informed about his marital status uh, through my lawyer and his relationship through my friend so I told him like hey you know what I have the papers and everything how was your day and this and that and everything was good we were having a few drinks and um, I told him like hey There is something that I want to tell you because, you know, I have to be honest, I read through the Constitutive Act, and it says here that... you know he was nervous you could tell that he didn't have the words he was not expecting that to happen at all so he was like where is it and then I showed him exactly where it says that he's married and his uh you know his his first answer was I don't know I was like (laughs) man you're 35 um yes you do know what's going on and I want you to explain to me so he'd always be like, you know, evading confrontation or something like that, uh, evading the, the the difficulty of having to discuss about problems or you know, like things like this. So I told him, hey, like I completely understand if you're having issues divorcing because it's not uh, it's not uncommon to have those issues, you know. I was still trying to make it work, and if you have any issues that. You you know what I'm talking about, you know, whether the legalities say that she's with you or with your ex, like, I can completely understand all of that, the only thing that you have to do is just to let me know, to explain things to me, and I'll be more than happy to even help you out, because we're a team, it's the two of us, two two heads think better than just one, and he would continue saying that he didn't know, and he didn't know, and he didn't know, he ended up telling me that it was a mistake, because he had uh, filled out virtual assistant and you know he gave me like a whole labyrinth with his answers and honestly I knew he was lying I knew he was bullshitting me but I don't know I just decided to take it you know I decided to believe it and I decided to trust that he was gonna do something about it but that warm of you know distrust and uh, everything was already growing the besides I remember one night we were you know just laying on the couch and we were watching tv it would normally hook his laptop to that TV so we could watch our shows. And I saw some texts with uh, his ex, supposed to be ex-girlfriend back then, or ex-wife. I didn't know back then anything. So I saw these texts and they were like very, you know, constant. It was like every day, all the time, as if you're in a relationship, uh, saying something like, yeah, 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 I got the hands or something like that. And he was giving her the excuse that he was me and I didn't know it back then so again I decided to not say anything because I wanted to respect you know like hey this is, her, this is his mom's child they have to be in touch you know uh, the, the little girl wants to talk to him and everything so I was just you know very respectful towards it all but still I started to realize there was some drama coming to our lives and after I faced him with this thing of like hey what's going on he was like swearing to me he was like not, not swearing like he was like you know being uh, very um, certain you know and just saying like hey I'm divorced I'm divorced I'm divorced I'm divorced and I was like okay fine if you're divorced then show me the papers just call your ex and tell her to send you the papers because I was like so did you get your certificate because if you get your certificate if you're divorced you have your certificate so then you can just show it you know and I didn't want to get to that point but man if I'm giving you the chance of being honest and you want to play me then I'm gonna start asking for evidence which I think is completely normal so he would be like you know just not showing me the papers and coming up with excuses like oh it's just that my ex is very busy I cannot bother her Uh, she works and I was like what does she do for a living you're sending her money she doesn't even work she only to take care of your child. And then he was like, "Oh, well, um no no no, she does work." And you know, many things were so confusing, and even though even at even in, uh, uh, in office, there was this other guy who would be telling me like, "Hey, um, I think you should go with uh, this other guy, the partner, yeah, because, you know, I think he, he suits you better, and this and that. I had no idea he knew what I was getting into, and I was the last one to find out, like it normally happens in this kind of dramas. So, <laughs> I didn't quite understand, because once he went out for dinner with the two of us, and we were like, oh, well, he you and kissing, and promising eternal love. And this guy's face was like, what the fuck are you doing? sorry what the fuck are you doing (laughs) so and I was like what's his problem you know he should be happy that we're being happy and everything Um, until literally years later I figured out what was going on and um, regarding that night I decided to now I realize that I decided to look the other way just to keep things working to trust him with all of my heart and don't i i I just believe he was gonna complain at some point but then it all turned out it all turned into a very toxic foursome i would say (laughs) let's go for a quick break and i'll keep telling you about this toxic foursome how it started and how it has been developing we'll be right back guys welcome back to this third segment of stepmom diaries remember that all of her episodes are made uh, normally between three and four segments so this is the third one and since it's been a long time we're gonna have four segments so we're getting close to the last one and um you know it had been it had been a while since I hadn't thought of it but yeah let's just keep telling you the story I'm sure that uh, this is gonna help me turn into a cautionary uh, I'm sorry. I want to be. I want to use this as an inspirational tale and not a, a cautionary one. <laughs> so that night, that I confronted him, um, you know, not confronting him in a violent way or dramatic way or anything like that. You know, just laying all the cards out on the table, and he decided to continue to lie to me. Um, And I also decided to look the other way, although my intuition was telling me that there was something bad, you know, something that was going to get in the way of our lives. And, you know, I was just... By by then, I had barely gained back all the innocence of loving without uh, doubting the other person, without having any um, weird expectations or making the other person feel responsible for what I wanted or what I thought. I was, you know, very much into this mood of believing and just believing forgiving and working together to solve things i was very (laughs) i consider i consider myself as a very pure person back then you know when it came when it comes to loving and trusting the and trusting other people so i mean in the end it was my decision and as i told you there was a (laughs) there was a fourth um Developing, which I didn't, I didn't know. You know, after we had this conversation, I tried to make the most in order to have just a normal life. You know, just to focus on us and just to focus on on, on, on work, which we were doing really good. But you know, working with him, it also it also gave me a lot of. Um, Hilda gave me a lot lot of intel regarding his decision-making process. And um, there were many times we would actually argue about that because there were like it's not that I mean I could consider certain things vital back then because I didn't have the full information of the project we were working with which it was not fair either you know I was helping him out I was acting as a co-owner which it, it involves a lot of responsibility and you know wanting your project to be successful but if you already have in mind uh, from the get-go that this is gonna fail then don't push me you know don't 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 make me feel guilty or don't don't give me that pressure just don't hey, just enjoy what we're doing, because anyways, it's gonna fail, it's not considered as a long-term project, or anything like that, so, you know, it was this whole thing about the communication, uh, uh, the way of communicating between us, that it was just not working, I'm a very upfront person, who says things, you know, maybe not immediately, but yes, when the right time is, and when I have the right words, and yes, if I get angry, I'll tell you, hey, I'm angry, and I feel sad, and I feel hurt, and everything, I just, you know, I was not getting the same thing in return. And again, I'm not saying he's a bad man or anything like that. He has his own ways and his own reasons to be like that. But, you know, they're not the most sitting uh, traits for a relationship to be successful, and much less when you have such a complicated background where it involves a daughter, an ex, and a wife. You know, so um, I just tried my best and everything, and I was still asking him, like, hey, because he then told me, like, but I'm sure I'm divorced, and I was like, okay, if you're sure you're divorced, it's because you actually went through the process of divorcing, and then you're going to get the certificate, so if you actually did it, just show me the papers, you know, I, I, I don't want to get to this point, but you're making me. And he would always be like, hey, um, as I said, I cannot bother my... My ex, blah 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 blah, so that continued to happen, and then that kept on happening with other things until he decides we're gonna rent a house. Beautiful house, it was a mansion, and um, I loved it. It had like five, six bathrooms and four bathrooms, and it was in a, it was like the fanciest uh, area in the city, and uh, you know it was really good. It was <laughs> really nice. The only problem is that I was not allowed to invite my friends. <laughs> <laughs> because to his eyes, my friends were very um, toxic, and they used to drink a lot, and this and that. Well, yet we were seven years old, uh, younger than he is. Um, you know, and I respected it all to that. It was our our family thing, but at the same time, it was not really a family. You know, because something started to happen where he started taking a lot of antidepressants, and um, and he would always be laying on the couch. He got us uh, a PlayStation, so I would always wake up and go straight to the couch and just, you know, play uh, play his video games and take his pills. So I was like, okay, I can understand that he's going through a rough time because he hasn't seen his daughter in a while and everything, and then there's not a lot of communication, and then his um, his daughter's mom is not being very responsive, and also, you know, she also started, you know, have, we, we women, we have our intuition that tells us everything, so of course she knew she was already going out with someone else, and um, I didn't, I mean, I, I had no idea what was going on, so... I remember once he wouldn't tell me the truth, and I was just, I was just fed up with it. I was going crazy. I was just, you know, not enjoying my life, not enjoying my time, not even enjoying the money that we were making together. You know, I mean, normally that is a problem. That is the main problem between couples: money. And we didn't have that that issue. We had something, to my eyes, way easier to solve, which was only communicating, it so that we could focus on how to focus on how to how to solve it. But it didn't happen, you know, uh, it's a different world, a different universe. So he told me that he was having, you know, issues with his uh, supposed to be ex and everything because she didn't want to let him talk to his daughter and I was like, hey, but you're still sending money, you have everything, I mean, you have the legal right to do it. What he never told me is that they had never figured out custody you know, not legally, not anything, it, they had just, you know, talked about it, like, uh, got into a, um, to a, to a verbal agreement, I think uh, his daughter's mom did write something down, and he either signed or something like that, so, in the hopes of helping out, I sent this woman a text um, on Facebook, because, I figured that we had already been talking to each other for a while, so why not do it? And I told her, hey, this is, uh, you know, this is I, and um, I just want you to know that I know that you and uh, George are having a bit of issues with uh, your daughter's custody, and I just want you to know that um, you, I, I would love to get to know you, I'd, I'd love to spend some time with you so that you don't have any, any worries when your daughter is visiting or when we're visiting, that, you know, you can trust me, that, you know, I'll take good care of her, and that it's all good, so, you know, this is my Facebook contact, and this is my number, just feel free to reach out whenever you'd like to talk about things, and maybe we can solve all of these things together, so I did send it, and I didn't hear anything from her in about a week, and the next week, because it was a weekend when I sent it, the next week, um, we had already gotten into, George and I We had gotten into a, an agreement that we were going to tell the truth every time so we could work things out together and I realized that I had to many calls from the States and then I had a, I had a um, inbox on Messenger and the inbox said, you're nothing but a home wrecker and you're just another f- an issue that I don't want to deal with leave me and my daughter alone. (laughs) I was shocked. I was really, really shocked because that is when I understood the seriousness and how deeply toxic this thing was going to be if I stayed. So I was like, Hey, I'm really sorry. Like everything you're telling me, I didn't know that she told me that, uh, George and her had never broken up, that they were still together, that he had never mentioned me to her. Or anything like that and I told her look I'm really sorry but he told me a completely different story where you guys had been separated for like two or three years already that he has nothing to do with you except for your daughter so that's what I believed so obviously when I got through this and then this guy is on his high on his antidepressant I man I lost it I lost it I unleashed all the freaking demons at the same time I had no misery I, I showed no mercy I was pissed Pissed. I was, I was possessed. That is the word. <laughs> I was possessed, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because you know that betrayal was even worse than the first one. So I figured out, and then she confirms that they've been together and that he never broke up with her or anything like that. Um, so you know, I started drinking. I started, you know, getting all all wild, and I didn't want to talk to him. I didn't want to see his face. I showed him the text and everything, and he was like, no, it's not true. I mean, it was a whole freaking drama where, oh, my God, I don't wish that kind of drama, you know, not to my, not even to my worst enemy. Honestly, it was just so much, so much where he couldn't, he couldn't, he was so trapped between not being able to tell the truth and also not being able to lie anymore. Because before the whole drama started, uh, his, uh, his daughter's mom Let's call her. Let's call her Jess, So Jazz, Jess, uh, she had already talked. She had already called me on a Facebook, uh, you know, on a video call where she was telling me like, "Hey, uh, we never broke up or anything like that, and he hasn't been communicating." And uh, I told her, "I told her, look, honestly, I I don't know what you're talking about. He told me a completely different story, but you know, at this point, I don't know who to believe." So I'm sorry if I'm getting into any kind of trouble or if I'm creating any problems with your family This is not at all what I signed up for And, um, you know, I was already drunk Yeah, I have to be honest, I had alcohol in my veins and everything Because I needed to, you know, cope with the pain that I was going through And as soon as I, you know, I hung up and then this guy was looking for me And he was like, why are you talking to her? And I was like, no, she's the one who called me um, he started going crazy, we started going crazy, and then he started, he started saying like, no, it's okay, please forgive me, I would never go back to the States, I'll stay here, I'll forget, I'll forget them both, and I was like, no, I mean, that, that's not a solution, you know, you still have a daughter, you have to go and see her and visit her and take care of her, I mean, just denying it, it's not, it's not gonna work, so don't say that, I was like, the only thing I'm asking for you is to be honest and just tell me, just come clean, tell me the full freaking story so that we can f- freaking work on the details. And uh, still, he would not say anything else, you know, there were so many hidden secrets and everything. And the only thing he wanted me to focus on was the um, was the money that he was giving me. Yes, it was, it was a lot of money, but I couldn't enjoy it, you know, because I was in love with him, not with his money. But I have to be honest when that happened it had already been like three months that we had been together and honestly I felt like that was a moment where I fell out of love with him and that had been an issue for a very 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 long time when you fall out of love with someone there is no trust there is no respect and you stay there only because you're used to it and because you really want to make it work you you remember the good things but you're you're looking you know you're a first row of the show looking at the really really bad things that are happening but still you have this hope you know and at that moment I didn't really understand what the hope was for i don't know where i was getting it from i don't know what what i was really thinking of but i just thought i could make it work maybe it was just an ego thing or something like that But then, um, after that, we decided to stay together and to try and work things out. And we stayed. (laughs) We did stay together for a very, um, for a very long time when all that happened. And it was barely starting. The show and the drama were barely, barely starting. (laughs) So, yeah, um, after all the drama, I ended up at the hospital that night and, um, And he said, like, I'm sorry I'm doing all this to you, and I promise I'm going to change, I promise I'm going to fix things, I promise I'm going to solve everything, and I'm going to tell you the truth. I decided to believe him again. I decided to believe him again. And here I am guys it's time for us to take a break so i'll be right back with you so we can finish with this episode of stepmom diaries which is only the very beginning of how i actually turn into stepmom this is the drama of the relationship we're <laughs> right, right back with you guys guys welcome to this final segment of this new episode of stepmom diaries and um this last segment i want to use it to talk about um my decisions and (laughs) my decision of believing uh george once again about him changing and telling me the truth and the whole truth nothing but the truth um, and I know that many of you actually relate to this, to this kind of feeling where, you know, you're in this relationship and everything seems to be so, so perfect and so, you know, handmade for you guys that uh, we just hold on and we, we want to keep that hope going on. So, yes, I decided to believe him and I decided to, to stay with him and to try and make it work at some point obviously um, you know it was really hard just to get back all the all the, like the confidence and just trust him and everything cuz ever after ever since my mind was you know always clouded with this thing like okay he there is an official document saying that he's married and he's also saying that he has a relationship with his ex with the, with his daughter's mom on facebook who you know, nowadays that thing is official. If you're not fa- if you're not on Facebook, you're not official, or at least that's what I used to think back then. And he did too. <laughs> so yeah, you know, social media is also is also um, getting in the way of how we alter the reality of what relationships, what healthy relationships are. But we're gonna talk about that topic um, a little bit farther in the um, in the future. So. Um, yes it was really hard you know for me to um, for me to trust him and to believe him and to even enjoy our relationship I was just always so worried and I was like you know what was this feeling it was this burning awful feeling that my heart was tearing apart every day because it was like you know putting on a show where he loves me but he doesn't tell me he doesn't tell me the truth the truth, and, um, it was just crazy, it was just very, very crazy, and then there was no way to actually communicate with him, there was no way for him to, to open up and say it, because he was just too afraid that I was not gonna be with him anymore, when, you know, I already knew everything, I mean, he, the only thing he needed to do was tell me the full details of the story, so that we could work on it, so, um, yeah, not, um, not long after that, we decided to take, uh, to take a small trip, and I'll tell you the story of that small trip, um, which wasn't all that short, (laughs) it wasn't all that small, anyway, but, um, yeah, that's how, uh, that, that was the moment when the relationship really started to be toxic, not only between George and, and, and I, but also between, uh, you know, his daughter's mom, and, um, even the ex-mother-in-law and everything you know because once the news actually broke out everyone was involved in it there was they had something to say they had something something to criticize or stuff like that I even remember once we were laying on the couch for watching our show and his dad all of a sudden because he hadn't he hadn't introduced me to his parents or anything like that his dad all of this all of a sudden he texts he texts me on um, messenger you know like an inbox and everything and he's saying like hi this is uh this is George's dad is here with you because we haven't heard anything of him just let me know I was like, whoa, well, you know, good evening, really nice to meet you, we're all doing great, thank you very much, how are you doing? He's actually right next to me and he's doing really good, I'll let you know that you're looking for him and have him call you, thank you. You know, it was like, why was I supposed to be treated like a freaking mistress when it was not even my fault, you know, I was not, I was, I was not aware of that. this guy told me that he had already broken up and he was free and everything to start a relationship. So, why are you treating me like that? Because this is your family drama, you know, and hey parents, you had a lot, well grandparents, you have a lot to do with this kind of thing, and I'm going to tell you why in further episodes uh, regarding stepmom diaries, which I know you guys are going to agree with. But anyway, um, we started having more and more issues, we obviously didn't trust each other, I started to drink more, I started to have to run into this, you know, um, self-destructive um behavior because it was just too much pain and at the same time I didn't have the I didn't have the guts you know to leave the relationship because the moment when he told me like hey when he started lying to me about the marriage that was the moment for me to say hey this is not gonna work like this you have your your baggage and I don't judge you for that but I cannot stay here you know it's not gonna be healthy I guess I wasn't mature enough back then and um, it was just something I had to go through, you know It was just experience that I had to learn while being with him and everything So, yeah, if you guys are in the middle of a situation like that Don't be angry with yourself If you have if you have the, the chance to realize what you're doing And to realize that what you're doing is not good for you Mainly, and not good for the other person Then you can leave the relationship If you do that, just you know call me or something let me know and I'll be more than happy for you (laughs) but um if you're still you know in the middle of that decision like hey should I stay should I stay should I go um I still want to try it man if your heart tells you that you want to try it stay there and try it keep trying as much as you want because if you don't, then you're gonna have this question in your mind, like, hey, what would have happened if we had tried a little longer? What would have happened if we had actually gotten to the point of talking things out? You know, what if this? I mean, the, what if uh, this toxic relationship between his uh, daughter's mom and everything actually changed, and then I just left it without even trying? If that is what you feel right now, don't worry. Just go ahead and do it. If you feel like you have your your decision clear and you're certain about it, I mean live the relationship or stay you know both of them are valid in the end you know these are things we have to go through these are experiences we have to to go through so we can learn and make better decisions in life and um yeah that's exactly what happened to us so on the next episode of stepmom diaries i will let you know where we went excuse me we went away traveling for three months and um <laughs> It was crazy, it was crazy too, because it doesn't matter how much money you have in your bank account, if you're unhappy, That's not gonna work, trust me, it's only gonna make it worse, because you have access to all the kind of um, placebos you need, meaning alcohol and stuff like that, partying, um, shopping, and you don't end up doing anything with your life, unless you're smarter than I was back then, then you did something interesting, <laughs> anyways, that's it uh that's it for today's um episode of stepmom diaries i hope you guys really enjoy it and i hope that my experience so far uh, can shine some light over any kind of decisions or any kind of situations you guys are going through remember to be honest and from honesty you know just make your decisions remember to be aware and to not be afraid of life life is freaking beautiful And there's always, uh, you know, when a door closes, there is a bigger one opening for us. So thank you very much. I'm really happy to be back with you guys. This is Lorenza Macario and Stepmom Diaries. Love you guys. Ciao, bellos.